The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning. Welcome to the show about money. Yes, money matters, and that's what Jack and I are here to help you have more money, to better understand money. Oh, it is a uh, subject matter, and I'm, I'm delighted uh, uh, to uh, be able to announce that uh, the new educational curriculum uh, is going to include personal finance, uh, so our society will become better educated. At an early age, I understand, they're looking to incorporate this into the curriculum, perhaps even uh, beginning grade one, if I read the story correctly. Not sure which year it's going to begin, but uh, it, it certainly is a step in the right direction. Uh, money does matter. I sent out a great uh, Instagram retweet. Did you tweet? I don't know. Resend. I resend to my Instagram. Pardon me. I'm dating myself with my lack of lingo. Uh, so, yeah, I reposted Instagram piece from Warren Buffett. And uh, it's a bar chart uh, throughout his life of his building of wealth. And the headline reads, that Warren Buffett made 99% of his wealth after the age 50. This promise, this promise for all of us. But uh, again, Warren Buffett, uh, a man with passion, a man who loves what he does, a big philanthropist. He will be one of the largest philanthropists in American history, and in global history, as a matter of fact, as he continues to work with the uh, Bill Gates Foundation, uh, who have made a big contribution as well to coronavirus, COVID-19. And uh, speaking of which, yes, COVID-19 remains with us. It hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, but the science, the science is beginning to bear some fruit. Um, heard some good, uh, some good factoids this week uh, from a few pharmaceutical uh, partners and giants who are uh, seeing some success in some preliminary trials. So optimism reigns. And, uh, yes, just the other day, my 16-year-old son, uh, Elliot, said, uh, Daddy, is it true that the stock market is going up as the economy is going down. And I said, well, very good. You're paying attention. And yes, that is exactly what is taking place. And that really has people perplexed. How can the stock market go up as unemployment has hit historic levels, the economy remains shut in, although opening up very, very slowly, a lot of carnage out there. We see it, we feel it. Yet the market continues to move higher. And I said, simply put, Elliot, the market looks forward. It is looking at the future. So crystal balls do exist. And, and, and the one that I am most confident in is the market. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say market plural. Uh, all markets, gold markets, currency markets, bond markets, stock markets, they're speaking a language. And the language is quite complex. Um, and it takes years to appreciate the language. But as experience comes, uh, so too wisdom. And uh, last week, of course, Sandy McIntyre uh, graciously joined us on the show. And, you know, I took from his piece a very simple factoid that we all know but need to be reminded of. And if nothing else, avoid the big mistakes in investing. And the biggest mistake that we have seen repeatedly is panicking, uh, selling in the middle of a crisis. 
it just doesn't make sense. Uh, and as such, uh, senior heads must prevail uh, and stability is so important. And that just con- continues to demonstrate the complexities of money management, the complexities of building a long-term wealth program. And that's what Jack and I do. And we do it very, very well, I'm proud to say. Uh, And again, if you have any questions and you want to look a little further into the services that Jack and I can provide, uh, WolfgangKlein.com is where you will find us. And of course, we we, we post our performance uh, and how well we do on a monthly basis, updated, uh, as I said, monthly, uh, which is highly transparent and the most transparent I have ever come across in, or at least on Bay Street. uh, when you speak to your advisor about performance numbers, it, it's very interesting, uh, the blank faces and draws that can often uh, be received. Um, but to note, Jack and I are very forthright, and uh, it is all about you and about building wealth, slow, steady. Uh, another quote from Warren Buffett that I absolutely adore, um, and that is, the reason most people aren't rich is because few want to get rich slow. Getting rich slow is almost guaranteed success. It is, as far as I'm concerned, the only way. Slow, steady, Eddie wins the race. Uh, Warren Buffett believes, I believe, Jack believes. Yes, hear me, we all believe. Uh, My believers, my friends, my brothers and sisters, good morning to you. Uh, It is July. Welcome uh, to this beautiful month. Welcome to Canada Day. I hope uh, your Canada Day celebration was epic, uh, yet socially distant. We must remember to respect the curve. We all want to stay healthy and wealthy, and that's what it's all about. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Uh, We are going to speak about employment law in our next uh, couple of segments. It's very, very important. important. Uh, A lot of changes in the workplace, uh, layoffs. Um, it's a, you need to know your rights, and we're here to help you understand your rights when it comes to your job. Uh, please stay tuned. It's Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Captain Jack, good to have you with me, pal. Good to be here with the, this morning, Wolf, and uh, on this nice uh, Canada Day week and uh, weekend. It's a gorgeous week, absolutely spectacular. Uh, indeed it is, and again, I hope everyone is social distancing, and we're allowed to get outside. They tell us that. It's, it's good and safe to be outside, but maintain distance. Uh, yeah, so my wife told me this week that uh, Florida State has closed all of its beaches with the exception of one. That doesn't make sense. What is everyone going to do from the other beaches? Migrate? I don't understand. I really don't understand. But uh, I am proud of our province. Uh, I'm proud of our premier. 
uh, we have done a very good job, and we have to continue to do a very good job. And again, I work on Bay Street, and they don't want us downtown, and so I'm being highly respectful of that, and I am social distancing, uh, and I'm maintaining a lot of it. But uh, I feel good, and I'm delighted to be with you, of course, this morning. Again, it's a show about money, and of course, unemployment uh, hit the roof in America. Jack, how, how high was that latest print? Again, jobless numbers hit uh, this week uh, in America, and certainly we're seeing an improvement. But at the peak point of unemployment, did it get to 25% in America? I'm not sure if it got to 25, but it was definitely north of 20. But uh, the last 20, two, yeah. yeah, the last two months have really shown that the, the economy is reopening uh, down in the U.S., uh, even for the fact that we're having some of these, um, you know, flare-ups, especially in the southwest uh, right. U.S. And uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. But for the time being, it looks like the economy is reopening, uh, yeah. even in some of the, the service sectors. Right. Well, here in Ontario, I, I saw the print. It was 12% unemployment. So, uh, Jack, good job lining up a sharp Sultan. Uh, he's an employment lawyer and an immigration lawyer as well, or works on immigration matters. Um, so many people, uh, of course, have been uh, affected by this right between the eyes in terms of their jobs. Uh, so, Sharf, uh, please talk to us. What are you seeing out there, uh, and what can people do to uh, equip themselves from an employment point of view? Yeah, for sure. It's been it's been rough to say the least. And uh, I think you I think you said it right when you said that it, it just happened all so suddenly. I mean, the fact is is that um, organizations are were were hit with this, and they just basically didn't know what to do. I don't I don't think that most companies were uh, thinking um, at any point about um, uh, uh, contemplating terminations or 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 letting people go. But the reality is, is that it hit so quickly that companies are basically were in a position other than ones that have strong uh, uh, book of uh, cash balances. Yeah, exactly. They're looking for ways to save cash, right? And yeah. and the thing is, what they essentially did was they turned to, unfortunately, um, turning a lot of these into layoffs. And um, what that basically means is that people are um, – basically frozen at the moment, and they may actually be called back to work, but we don't actually know if and when that will happen. Um, There's not a lot that people can do, unfortunately, in the situation, um, other than just basically hope that their job is going to come back. And we work with a lot of employers and employees. We work from both sides. And um, I can tell you that companies are really struggling with this right now. Um, And I think that the government's trying to help. They're trying – one of the ways in which – one of the initiatives basically that Doug Ford's uh, government put through was they said uh, essentially that they will defer layoffs. So, and this is one of the things that I think are less well understood is the key difference between layoffs and terminations of employment. So right right now, I would say the vast majority of people who are not working as a result of COVID um, it's because of layoffs. Mm -hmm. If you're just tuning uh, into the show, by the way, uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money. It's a delight to have Sharf Sultan. He's the owner of Sultan Lawyers. He practices employment law. It is front and center. Uh, if you have any concerns uh, with your uh, legal position uh, and you've been affected by COVID-19, please tune in, turn it up. 
it's, a, it's an important discussion, and uh, we're here to help you. Uh, sorry, Sheriff, I just want to uh, reintroduce our new listeners. Of course, people are going to be dialing into the show as the morning unfolds, and it is a gorgeous week, of course, so I hope you're able to enjoy some of it. Uh, but again, we're here to help you with your money. Um, what is the word? Is it fur? What's the word I'm looking for? Furlough? Furlough, uh, furlough. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, let me explain to me that, uh, that, that term, and because um, it, it seems to be more of an American term, uh, whereby they keep you on the books, but they only have to play your benefits. They don't have to pay a salary. Uh, does that take place up here in Canada? What are the legal uh, position of the employee? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't even heard of the term furlough before. Um, we always, we call it basically layoff. And, um, and essentially what it is, is that um, when you're, when you're placed on layoff, you're absolutely right. The employer's sort of obligations temporarily stop. And uh, there's two types of layoffs. It depends on which province you're in, but I'll just focus on Ontario for the moment. There's essentially two types of layoffs. So there's one is that goes up to 13 weeks, and there's one that goes up to 35 weeks. So in theory, what you can do as an employer is you can say your employment is ending today, but it's ending temporarily. And if it goes no longer than 13 weeks, then I essentially don't owe you anything in the interim. I can stop paying you. I don't have to give you benefits, etc. If you go with the longer period, uh, which is the 35-week period, then you do have to make some kind of payment is a very it's a very flexible term but essentially um, most employers will satisfy that by continuing benefits or, or otherwise but in short you stop getting paid and the thing is you have no certainty you don't know whether you'll in fact be called back um, and that's the tough part for employees right Wow uh, it's a very important discussion uh, sharp I can't thank you enough uh, friends if you just tune into hi-fi radio show about money as you know Jack Hartle Wolfgang Klein, we're your stewards of wealth, and it's a delight to be with you this Saturday morning. We're going to pay some bills around here and get right back with Sharp Sultan. He's a lawyer with Sultan Lawyers. It's about employment law. It's about you and making sure you can put food on your table. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good friends, it is Hi-Fi Radio, show about money, we're talking employment law. Of course, COVID-19 has affected so many people with respect to their employment. A lot of questions up in the air. Don't hesitate. If you have any questions, reach out to a professional. That's what they're there for. To begin with, um, Sharf, thank you very much for joining us. Sharf Sultan, owner of Sultan Lawyers. Uh, First phone call free if people have any questions to you, and if so, and even if not, how can they get a hold of you, Sharp? Yeah, the uh, best way is to contact us on our website. We can be contacted at uh, sultanlawyers.com, and there you're going to see uh, an email that you can reach out to us. You can also contact us by telephone at 416-214-5111. As easy as ordering a pizza, my good friend. Um, yeah, pretty good number. <laughs> yeah, I guess the next step is to get yourself an app. Uh, but uh, you're not there. But, you know, it's, I'll tell you something. I, I, I digress, but I want to have a little bit of fun here. Um, my, my wife downloaded a, uh, a leaf app, a tree app, and uh, you, almost 30 bucks for the year. 
Uh, you take a picture of bark or leaf uh, with this app, and it'll tell you what type of a tree it is. And it is remarkably accurate. So our little farm up in Halliburton, we discovered that we have about, I don't know, 13, 14 different species of trees. Uh, it's so much fun digging your hands into Mother Nature. It's a beautiful thing, and it's so cheap, eh? So cheap. Back to basics in life. But having a job is basics as well. You need to put food on your table. And oh, when you have cash flow interruption, it can be devastating uh, to both your soul and, of course, uh, to your uh, well-being. Uh, so uh, there, there are answers out there. And again, uh, uh, Sharp, first phone call uh, uh, consultation, is there a charge for that? Yeah, we do do that, and uh, the reason for that is we we our goal with people uh, clients is if possible we don't necessarily want to get involved in matters. So if they can contact us and we can go through it, and we can then equip them with enough information. We actually prefer that people, particularly employees, deal with employers directly. We don't want to interfere with that relationship if needed. So it's a flat rate, and we provide um uh in, in well it used to be in person meeting of course, but then we also provide a written summary in advance of that, and we follow up. And how much is that flat rate and how much time do you receive for that amount of money? Yeah, so it depends on the lawyer that you're meeting with. So it ranges essentially, it goes from basically 295 to 450 depending on the lawyer you're meeting with. The meeting usually lasts about 90 minutes. We review your documents in advance of that. And then after that, we provide you actually with the written summary because I think it is very uh, difficult, at least if I were a client, to try to digest all the information and be able to actually execute on it. So. No, that, that, that's good. Well, be, again, money well spent, uh, uh, money well spent because there could be thousands upon thousands of dollars uh, on the table, and you want to make sure that if there is money on the table, it belongs in your pocket, uh, perhaps. Um, let, let's go down to, uh, again, uh, employee, employers. I'm getting a sense that a lot of employers are saying, you know something, business is continuing relatively uninterrupted, Perhaps we don't bring back six of our 12 staff that we let go. Um, do they have to compensate those employees? Yes, is, uh, is, is the short answer. The reality is, is that if people are placed on layoff, something has to happen. There has to be finality to it. So uh, a lot of people are on layoff that otherwise would never have experienced layoffs simply because it was not the norm for their industry. But because we're in, let's say, uh, extraordinary times. The fact is, is that even if they're on layoff, that relationship, if it's going to end, needs to end. And there's basically only way, two ways for that to happen. One is resignation. The other one's termination. And you can't terminate someone's employment without providing them with notice or uh, pay in lieu of notice. And essentially what that means is you've got to package them out. So basically, um, if you have been furloughed and a job comes your way, huh, what do you do? If you take the job, you have to resign. If you play the waiting game, you may not have that job. Awkward position. If you work for a company for 15 to 20 years, um, there could be a lot of money on the table. That's right. And that's exactly why layoffs were, generally speaking, not accepted, um, except in extraordinary circumstances. Uh, before COVID hit, you essentially, it was well known in the law that you were essentially not allowed to lay off people unless it was in a specific industry, for example, car assembly or something whereby it was known, understood, agreed upon. And, and so initially when uh, all these employees were laid off, there, were, there was a lot of pushback from the legal community saying you actually can't do this. 
but generally speaking, it's been allowed for, sort of accepted. Somebody might challenge this with at court, but I think because of the uh, political landscape, I don't think they'll successfully argue that they are not uh, we're not allowed to be laid off. So you're absolutely right. This is exactly what can happen. People can be on layoff, find another job, and then, yeah, resign and get nothing. But alternatively, um, individuals uh, should not just, quote-unquote, get up and walk away. Uh, if they've been a long-term employee, uh, have been temporarily laid off, uh, they basically have to either make a call to their employer uh, to, to, to get the ball moving or we just wait for the employer to contact them and quote-unquote uh, terminate the relationship? Well, it's basically a waiting game. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this, this and, and what's made it uh, more uh, complicated, uh, so to speak, is that remember how I was mentioning earlier about that there are 13 weeks and then 35 weeks. Those are the two types of layoffs. Because we're in an emergency situation as declared by the government, that actually has allowed for the layoffs to be extended. And our understanding is that extended to six uh, weeks from the end of that layoff. So essentially... Um, there is a longer waiting game now until further notice. Uh, Jack, a uh, quick, quick question for Sharp before we uh, uh, bid him farewell as he goes and takes care of people's financial uh, legal needs. I would just make a comment, I would say, with the, the employment numbers that we've seen coming out of the U.S. and what Sheriff's talking about there, and similar for Canada, uh, I would say maybe take the uh, the employment numbers with a grain of salt because I think that they're going to be very lumpy over the coming quarters. Uh, and we also have, we do have to remember as well uh, that they're backward looking. It's what's happened in the past and the market does look forward. And I think probably uh, the vaccine and the opening of the economy is the most important thing. And hopefully people can go back to work in, uh, in jobs that are appropriate for the new economy. Right. Well, uh, Sharp, Sultan, uh, Sultan Lawyers, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I thank you for the uh, uh, very, very timely uh, information. Um, it's about a $300, $400 consultation. If you have any questions, uh, Sharp Sultan is the man you want to perhaps have a meeting with or discussion with. Uh, I appreciate your time this morning, my good friend. Uh, well, from the field of legal to the field of film, we're going to talk to Keith Seda, uh, owner of Highland Cinemas. An absolute treat to have this uh, gentleman on. He, too, is under some tough times with COVID-19. We're going to learn about the movie business uh, and how it's coping with COVID-19 right after this. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. brother used to call classical music Bugs Bunny music. Uh, of course, Bugs oh, Bunny. I was the king place. of the wild frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Daniel Boonish. <laughs> uh, there he is, Keith Stata, uh, piping in uh, before I could even introduce him. Uh, you got to stay behind the curtain before I bring you on stage, Keith. Don't you know anything about show business? My God, Keith, Keith Stata, the owner of Highland Cinema. Uh, Keith, of course, has been in the movie business for over 40 years, and I am saddened 
to hear that, uh, not surprised, but very saddened to hear that Keith cannot open Highland Cinema uh, this year uh, due to, of course, COVID-19. But Keith, of course, gracious enough uh, to spend some time with us this morning. Uh, Keith, welcome back to the show, Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, should I ask how you are? Well, I'm doing a lot of decluttering and working on a 40-year-old to-do list. So <laughs> <laughs> well, when you got when you can't do what you're supposed to do, you go back and do all the <laughs> that you didn't do. So it's kind of the way it works. <laughs> oh boy, Keith. Um, I don't know if you ever had the opportunity, friends at home, uh, to make your way up to Norland. Uh, there is a, I think, a historic venue called the Highland Cinema. It really is a must-see destination in this beautiful province of ours called Ontario. Uh, a gentleman named Keith Stead, of course, 40 years ago. The man had a dream. The man, I, I don't know, was it a dream, Keith, that you had 40 years ago? Like, what in the I'm world? Gonna, I'm going to add something to this. I was, there's a documentary being done on the theater by Matt Fenlon, and he's been working on it for three years, and he asked me to give him some stuff that I had from the 60s. And I ran across a TV, a radio interview with Basic Black about 30 years ago. And, yeah, I seem to have had a lot more energy back then than I do now. That's all I could say listening to it. So Isn't that what happened? 30, 30 years ago. But I think that, you know, it, it was something I wanted to do, and it, it kind of took over and got out of control, and it, it grew and it grew. It wasn't so much if you build it, they will come. as They kept coming, and I had to keep adding on. That's <laughs> pretty much the way it worked out. Uh, and, again, friends, I have to be corrected by my executive producer, Kathleen Klein, uh, the uh, Highland Cinema is in the town of Kinmount, not Norland. Uh, not That's too far right. away. <laughs> you, of course, you, of course, would attract uh, residents and cottagers from Norland to your cinema as well. We attract people from all over the place. I have a, a letter here from Windsor Castle where somebody was visiting, and I talked to them downstairs, didn't know who the hell they were anyway. <laughs> I get this letter. Windsor Castle. A letterhead from the Queen. Isn't <laughs> people from all over the world. Well, again, you are so much more than a movie theater. Um, I don't know where to continue with this, this, this interview because I have so many things I want to speak to you about. Because, you know, the notion of a drive-in theater, of course, you know, gaining a little bit of traction right here, right now. Uh, again, I know your property well. There's lots of trees and bears behind those trees. So I guess you couldn't do outdoor viewing. But let's get down to business. Not only are you in a difficult you're in a few difficult businesses right now. You're in the hospitality business. Um, you, Keith, are in the seasonal business. Oh, my. And you're in the movie business, a contained venue. Um, how challenging uh, it must be. Uh, being in the seasonal business, I was reading your blog, you have to shut the theater down every year, and you have to reopen it. And you know it's like to shut down a cottage and reopen it. Could you imagine a theater? That's a lot of, and so you, you went through some numbers. It, what it cost you fifteen or some odd thousand dollars just to open the place up and shut the place down each season. Well, the problem you have is that first of all, uh, the building is eighteen thousand five hundred square feet. There's a huge amount of maintenance every year that people don't think about. We spent the last seven years doing the roofs over, and that's like twenty five thousand square feet up there. But the problem is when we close down, 
we have to cut all the vegetation and move it. That's two days. We have to move the stock we want to freeze out, the stock we don't want to freeze in. We have to clean everything. We have to board the building up. We have to blow out the water lines. So, you know, it, it's 120 hours of time. When we go to open in the spring, we have to have the fire alarm inspected. We have to have the projectors inspected. We have to have the extinguishers inspected. It just goes on and on and on. The driveway has to be swept and painted. The paint for the driveway alone is $400 for the markers and the parking lot and stuff. So it all starts to add up. And the problem is really simple here. I mean, in five and a half months that we normally operate, we have the, re the seasonal residents, we have the local residents, but more importantly, too, we have the camps, we have the we have the schools, and none of that exists. And, of course, you're mentioning the drive-ins, but, you know, I don't think the novelty is going to go very long because there's no movies. I mean, all theaters thrive on the fact that they need movies to run, and, and the, the blockbuster ones are the ones that you need to make the money. And the other problem here is that we make our money on the rainy days when the places I – mean, the most people we ever had here – in one day was 1,550 people, if you could imagine. It was a nuthouse. But anyway, that's where the money comes. Under COVID-19, this can never happen. Uh, social distancing in our theaters, because they're strange in shape, and there's, some of them are smaller, and number one, which is 70 seats, we can only get 10 people in. So you're not going to be, it's like the bars in Toronto that are paying high rents, and they need to have the volume of people. You can't make money if you can't have people in the building. And oh, it's a no, big problem, and I'm I'm looking a little further ahead here. I'm wondering how long is this going to go on? Is this going to be a problem next year, too? Because unless they come up with a, a medication to mitigate it or they come up with a vaccine, and remember AIDS has been around since the 70s and they don't have a vaccine, where are we going to be in another year, you know? No, Keith, this, the, all of these thoughts and questions are running through my mind. Uh, Keith, I, I, before we go to commercial break, I want to give you a little solace. Um, and the solace is the markets are telling us something, I think, of optimism, of good news. Uh, the markets globally are, are, are moving higher. You are seeing uh, a uh, murmuring of some scientific news in terms of uh, breakthroughs and some preliminary clinical trials of some good data coming out in terms of vaccinations and the like. So there is some green shoots to be had. Uh, the parallel between COVID-19 and AIDS that same parallel runs through my mind because there is no cure for AIDS, and that has been with us now for, good golly, three, four decades. Uh, it's, right. It is Hi-Fi hi Radio. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Keith Stata. He is the owner of Highland Cinema. He's been in the movie business for 40 years. Uh, I forgot that Hollywood basically, too, is social distancing. I want to talk to him about all those great movies that have been put on hold, furlough, perhaps, as well. Um, it's affecting everyone. It's important to pay attention uh, because it's affecting your money as well. And that's what Jack and I are here to help you with each and every week. And we have a bit of an interesting twist and a different approach, but we bring on great guests who are boots on the ground in various industries to get an understanding of what's taking place in that business. After all, who wouldn't want to own some Disney stock? I'm not saying you want to buy it. I want to say I want to understand the business better. A guy like Keith Stata, he has a great perspective on the business of film. It's a pleasure to have him on board. Commercial break, get right back to you. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 
this from my friend Jack Hartle. I'm going to call him Captain Jack. That's like a Star Wars fan. I know. Uh, I, I, I always had trouble getting through. I have to admit, I had trouble getting through a full Star Wars. Uh, but again, uh, I suffer perhaps from a little ADHD. And uh, so be it. Uh, we're talking about the world of film. Uh, Keith Stata, a man who's worked in the film business for over 40 years, the builder, the dreamer, uh, the man who brought us Highland Cinema. And it's so much more than a movie theater when you experience the Highland Cinema, I must say. Uh, it's a wonderful drive into a nice little town, uh, the town of Kinmount. And just off to the side there, up a hill, you walk through this maze of cats and trees and a little parking lot here and two spots over here. And then you come into this dark, Looking theater with the, you know, it feels like an old movie theater. And you look look beyond and you see a camera and you look beyond, you see posters and more posters. And you see the old restricted sign. Oh, yeah. Hey, restricted in red letters. Red letters, right? Red or black, probably both. Um, but it's, it's just a great place to, uh, to come visit, Keith. So I'm very sad that you won't be able to open this year. Um, but you are slated to open next year. Again, part of the dream and the optimism in you. Be- before we jump further, um, Hollywood, uh, their lineup that was to hit the uh, uh, theaters this year, uh, what type of deferral, which, which big brand names have been pushed out and pushed out to when? Well, just about everything I've pushed. They've, they've taken uh, pretty well all the big movies in the spring and they shoved them into next year. Wonder Woman's been back in summer into October, but I don't I don't even see that happening because this is not this is only the beginning. Only a small number of people are infected and at, at the rate it's going, I think Wonder Woman and a lot of other stuff will eventually get pushed into next year period and hopefully by then things will have somewhat like maybe there'll be something to change the, the scenario. But uh everything that was uh, was slated is gone. So and they have just tenant they're still saying it's gonna happen in August, but I, I don't see this, you know. Like that was one of the reasons I looked at it in the beginning. I didn't bother with the water. I didn't take the boards down and do anything because I just can't see this being over. It's far too optimistic to think it's going to be over until next year or or later even. So, Indeed. by the way, on the restricted sign, I have something to mention here. In the old days, when you went to the theaters, the lady on tickets, if she was questioning how old you were, she would ask you to uh, tell her what year you were born. Can you see the kids with their math today getting that one right? <laughs> That's she was so, mean. <laughs> that is so funny. That's right. I forgot about that. You could put a you have to put a mask on your face now. Um, but again, um, Keith, they they're speaking about opening up American movie company theaters internationally come the month of July. Uh, is that still the, the their game plan? I can't see it. Uh, what you have to understand: if a movie opens to seventy million dollars. Only a million's in Canada. The basic number is happening in China and the United States. If China and the United States do not open the movie, you're not going to see those figures, and you're not going to see this movie open unless they can open it in those two markets. And everything else is just negligible in comparison to the volume of those two markets. So really, do you think something's going to open in the States right now? Is there, is there any film production taking place uh, in either Hollywood North or Hollywood itself or, or Bollywood? Well, we're talking in Vancouver that they're going to start up again. I mean, I've heard I've heard that, and I've heard that you know there are producers like the We Day thing uh, that that's being done much like you're doing your interviews today. Uh, but film production, I think, in some areas is starting back up where 
like in Vancouver, things are in pretty good shape, so they can work there. But I don't think anything's happening in California. Or, you know, there was Mission Impossible was being filmed over in Italy. I don't know where they're at with that. So, Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a great movie to watch. Um, Keith, again, uh, just an adjunct to your personality uh, and who you are as a person. And just this part of your brand, you have this uh, little, I'm going to call it a crazy Ivan, um, i.e. your cat sanctuary. Um, how are the kitties doing? And uh, I guess you're going to continue to feed them popcorn uh, as a theater show? Well, it's the bear that got the popcorn. I, the, with the cats, I never intended to have 42, but we have 11 specific houses, and there's 42 cats in all. And... Uh, it takes 40 hours a week to look after them, so and they do consume a lot of food, let me tell you. We did get a reasonable number of donations through the theater last year. I can't see that happening. I think that my problem is that people are should be required to uh, license to acquire pets because they just become disposable. It was the way it was with the dogs back in the 90s, the early 90s. Now it's cats, and they're just everywhere. People... People just dump them. So I felt obligated to look after the ones that were sitting in front of me, so hence 42 cats. Uh, but uh, they're certainly available for adoption. Jack, are you interested in a cat? No. Hello. Let me let me clarify. These cats have all got specific issues, and some of them are feral. So what happened here is we were the, area, we were the place of last resort. If they were going to be put down or if uh, the Humane Societies refused to take them, then we took them. So they have basically have a home for life. And and, and 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 that is Keith Stata. Um But you're you're hoping to open up next year, Keith. Uh, look, I really hope you're able to get it uh, across that finish line. Um, it is really going to be a matter of science. Uh, and again, may the force be with you. Uh, you know, it really, it, it, it's just uh, challenging times, Keith. But uh, I'm optimistic for your success and the continuance uh, in the film industry. I want to wish you a great weekend, my good friends. Uh, Jack and I are, of course, going to got one more round with all of you. Talk about your money. Again, the show is Hi-Fi Radio. It's Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. You stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Good friends, little CanCon for you. That was one of my favorite Rush songs, I must say. And I tee that one up because Tesla continues to push higher and higher and higher. And what's with the circulation on Instagram of the $5 bill? Uh, various Canadian uh, individuals are getting their face placed on it, and uh, Neil Pert was the one that caught my attention. Uh, my, my reply to that was, it should probably be a $10 bill because one day the $5 bill will become extinct. Uh, remember the Canadian dollar? Yeah, bye-bye. Uh, along came a loony, then a toonie, and one day the fin will be replaced perhaps by another piece of metal. You know, Jack, I was up at the college and I was thinking about that. You know, you're just walking around with a little bit of loose change in my pocket. And uh, with, with, of course, the likes of Square and the amount of digital transactions taking place on our phone, uh, you got to think at some point, you know, physical currency, uh, as we know it, will become a way of the dodo bird. Um, you know, the, but the, the other point of where I keep looking at technology stock, you mentioned Tesla to you, uh, Netflix. 
Um, you know, the passion around some of their creations is remarkable. And the one that stands out this week, of course, was Ozark. A number of posts on Ozark coming out with a few more episodes. I'm not sure if it's two seasons or two more final episodes. I'm not sure what's taking place there, but a lot of passion and enthusiasm around that. So what do you make of all that, Jack? I would say you got uh, two uh, opposing secular trends there. You talked about physical currency being in, I would say, secular decline. I think it is becoming a lot less relevant. And then you look at a company like Netflix, um, where the people are staying at home more. Uh, Netflix is producing an immense amount of content. I think it's in the tens of billions of dollars. Um, and they're doing it because people are staying at home and they're, they want to consume high-quality content um, from their home entertainment system. We had Ryan Wright on our show a couple of weeks ago from Babler Radio. Uh, and especially in this period of time, you're looking at the amount of people that are staying at home and, and buying a lot of discretionary items, surprisingly. Uh, they're buying enter- home entertainment systems, they're buying uh, boats, they're buying uh, RVs, those types of things, which is quite surprising. Uh, but yeah. the fact is, people have money and they do want to spend it, and they're going to spend it in those secular growth stories. I look at Amazon, another stock making uh, flirting with all-time highs. And again, uh, social distancing, I'm spending a little bit of time, not too much, a little bit of time on Prime Video. And I get that for free. Um, I've watched some fantastic content on Prime uh, Video. Um, you know, it's just remarkable what's taking place, my good friends. I go back to what my little boy said to me. He's not so little anymore, and he's actually the tallest now in the family, Elliot, that is. 16-year-old, Daddy, is it that the stock market is going up while the economy is going down? Yes. That is what's taking place. And again, I I bring it all back home. That's what makes the world of money management, personal finance so complicated. The key is you got to start young and always stay the course. And if you don't start young, it doesn't matter. Start now and save some money and invest the money, especially when there's panic in the air. You don't speculate. For example, the big thing right now is mushroom stocks. I'm telling your friends, Stay away. Marijuana hurt too many people. These mushroom stocks are going to hurt those. If you're filthy rich and you want to have a little mad money, buy some mushroom stocks. For you and me, our money, don't. You buy quality businesses. Perhaps a little Netflix. Perhaps a little Amazon. I'm not talking my book. We don't own those names. But we do own DocuSign, a.k.a. RockuSign. (laughs) I say that as one of the big banks. Probably marked the top for the stock by making that statement. But... Uh, the stock makes new highs almost every day. Uh, it's got a pause. And again, we don't want to get too excited about the movement of the market. We've got to elevate the lows and temper the highs and remain ever vigilant but forward-looking. It's a sunny day. It's a beautiful month. And you know something, my good friends? It's a delight to have uh, the opportunity to spend the weekend morning hour with you. Uh, the show's is Hi-Fi Radio. If you have any questions for Jack or I, Wolfgang Klein, Dot com. We'll get back to you. We'll answer any of your money questions. Uh, our services are broad. They're wide. We're highly professional. We know what we're doing, and we're here for you. I want to wish you a great weekend. Jack Hartle, Captain Jack, did a great job as always, my good friend. Thank you. Wish you a good weekend as well and your family. Enjoy it. Stay safe. Uh, stay healthy, Jack. We need you around. Uh, all the best, my good friends. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week.
The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.